0: I've got a message today, and I won't, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. <laughs> it's not quite settled yet, so I'm just going to trust God that he's going to deliver what he wants to deliver, which is what I do every time anyway, but this certainly isn't the most settled talk in my head, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> I'm going to be led by the Spirit today, uh, and before we do that, I've got a little uh, visual exercise that um, I have planned. Uh, one of the two volunteers knows this is happening. <laughs> the other one doesn't, so if I just invite up Arthur and Nina, Is that all right? (laughs) Round of applause for Arthur and Nina. So, I'm going to blindfold Arthur. And then I'm going to place Nina somewhere in this room. Okay. Arthur, you then need to find your way to Nina. And Nina, you can shout out loving things. (laughs) Like, darling, or honey bunny this is arthur and nina by the way they're reasonably new to our church brazilian couple got loads of brazilians in our church now um and these are one of my favorite couples (laughs) they're from brazil thank you very much so it's as simple as that okay so i'm going to blindfold you i'll take you down the stage in a minute nina i'm going to put you somewhere in the room and you've got one minute because this doesn't work on camera very well (laughs) for those of you at home i think pj is going to follow you around with a over that, or he's just sort of weirdly stalking people in the corner there. So, right, if you come down, can I, can I use this off the platform, or is this going to feedback? It's okay. Right, follow me, Nina. Do you want to follow me? Sorry about this, Nina. Arthur said it'd be okay to do it, so it's the way it is. Right, I'm going to pop this down for a second. Talk to Mike. It's back on. Fantastic, Nina. Follow me. So, the aim of this is that Arthur's got one minute to try and find Nina. You can talk if you want, just to ruin the vibe, <laughs> so they can't hear each other, but not too loud. Is that all right? Arthur did recently, did he break his rib? Yeah. Right, okay. So if you do see him about to trip over, <laughs> maybe help him out a little bit, because he's also in the worship band today, so we don't want that going on either. So, Nina, all you've got to do is call his name. Okay, have we got a timer? Has anyone got a timer? Or can we? Okay. Right, don't run. Don't run. Don't run. All you got to do is find your way to, to Nina, okay? So she's going to call your name occasionally, and you got to find your way to Nina. You guys can talk if you want amongst yourselves, or you can laugh at Arthur as he falls over. Right, you've got one minute. One minute. Go. <laughs> Bit quicker, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Go to church, they said. <laughs> <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Ah, oh, round of applause, faster! You can't take it off. Nowhere near, Arthur. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Can I have the blindfold? Is that alright? Have the blindfold. Thank you, Nina. Round of applause for Nina as well. Thank you. Thank you. So today I, wanted to be, I want to talk about what it means to be led by the Spirit. I think sometimes when we're led by the Spirit it can feel a little bit like that. Are you with me? Yeah. We're kind of fumbling our way around, we don't really know what God's saying, what does it look like, God, is this your voice or not, is that Nina's voice, is that God's voice or is that some other voice? You with me? So, today, being led by the Holy Spirit, right, it's a huge topic as well, so my disclaimer is that I'm not going to cover everything, although I've got quite a lot of stuff in this talk, okay, so it's a bit like a buffet today, the talk, Uh, there's a lot to get through, but in context of our where where the river flows, everything will live. Ezekiel forty-seven verse nine is our motto text for this year. If you remember that right back in January, Do you remember that that sermon? We had the uh, from Ezekiel chapters uh, chapter forty-seven verse one to twelve. We looked at the temple and the Old Testament. The temple was going to be rebuilt in Jerusalem, and underneath the temple comes this water. And it first is in Ezekiel's ankles, then it's up to his knees, up to his waist, and then it has to swim deep. And then we realize that Jesus is the new temple, that his blood pours out from him and goes across the land bringing healing, forgiveness. And then this side of the cross that we are, Pentecost, we receive the Spirit. So our bodies are the temple. So we have the Spirit of God in us. We have the Spirit of God leading us. You with me? Yeah? So what does it look like to be led by the Spirit of God out of our comfort zones, into depths, that perhaps we're not used to, I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes you can just go through your day and it just happens. Does anyone just get that? You just get up on Monday morning and then before you know it, you put your head on the pillow Monday night and the day has happened. You with me? You just think, what's happened today? And it's crazy, it's a little bit scary when that happens, I think, because your day often will be full of decisions conversations interactions actions things that have consequences perhaps if you you're working you have big decisions to make and you're stressful and you're full of anxiety and concern and worry and your job might influence lots of other people's jobs and we can just get through the day and perhaps god hasn't been part of your day you ever driven a car and you got to the car park and your brain then switches on and you go how did i even get in the car park i don't remember getting in the car have you been there it feels a bit like that sometimes, I think, as a follower of Christ. So you kind of just drift through the day. My last point in my last sermon on, on this particular, on the Motto Text series, that I'm going to be doing these kind of stepping stone talks throughout the year, was of Noah. And when God gave Noah the instructions for the ark, he missed out something significant. What did he miss out? Woodworm. Not woodworm. <laughs> what a disaster that would have been. Uh, well, <laughs> PJ every time, every time, uh, he missed out a rudder, yeah? Do you remember that? There was no rudder. So Noah's ark wasn't designed to be navigated by Noah, it was designed to be navigated by God. He was at the mercy of God's flow, the river, the sea, yeah? So how, what does it look like for us to be at the mercy of God's leading? What would it look like for us to start being at the mercy of God's leading in the everyday those of you that know me, I've always been a cat person. I still have two cats, although I don't see one of them that much anymore because I've now got a dog <laughs> uh, called Bertie. who's a Cocker Spaniel. He's absolutely bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Someone should have warned me beforehand that Cocker Spaniels are absolutely bonkers, but never mind. Uh, he's a great dog. He's a really lovely dog until you take him out for a walk uh, and then he, he is impossible to control. He's great with Abby, my wife, who is his master, okay so if Abby she she plans the route she knows where she's going to go and Bertie goes with her she takes Bertie with him she takes him off the leash and when she calls him he comes back to her if he's got something in his mouth that he shouldn't have he'll drop it when she calls him to drop it um, basically he does whatever she wants him to do when I take him for a walk <laughs> it's not quite the same oh the kids it's amazing watching the kids take them for a walk he gets everywhere when I take him for a walk we get to the top of the drive and then Bertie will decide whether he wants to go left or right. Okay? So we just go with him. Just go with him, just follow him wherever he wants to go. I've had many a time trying to pull dead pigeons out of his mouth because he won't drop it <laughs> at all. It's it's really annoying. He does not listen to me at all. If it was up to me, my walks with Bertie would be ten minutes long and then they would be done. But as a result of Bertie leading me on a walk, I've been chatting to people that I've never met. Are those of you that dog owners, do you ever get this? you just like, it's the heart of the world, isn't it? It's like, you have to talk to people. <laughs> They're like, what's your dog? I don't know, it's a dog, <laughs> it's got a fur on it. Like, is it a working cock? I don't even know what you're talking about, no idea. You just start chatting with people and then you say hello to them because you've seen them again. And then you get used to their roots and everything else. So like the other day, our dog, my dog was on a lead and it's quite a long lead, so he went under this hedge and he, he encouraged another dog to follow him in. And this other dog got stuck on a branch. <laughs> Unfortunately, the owner of this other dog was a little bit um, older, so couldn't get down on, on her hands and knees. So I had to get down on my hands and knees, and like break this branch off and get the dog out as well. We got a ch- so I saved the dog. If you want to, thank you very much. Thank you much. Thank you much. Yeah. But in taking, or in Bertie taking me for a walk, I've met people that I wouldn't normally meet. I've been to parks I wouldn't normally go to. I've been down roads I wouldn't normally go down. I've been confronted with things I wouldn't normally be confronted by. And please hear this next bit with all due reverence. I think sometimes when it comes to our relationship with God, we can be a little bit similar. Okay, I'm not likening God to my dog. I'm not doing that. But in terms of the Holy Spirit, you know, we wake up, we go through our day. God, you know, I'll call you in when I need you. Uh, I've got a busy day here. You'll do what I want you to do when I want you to do it, if I remember to invite you in. Or is the opposite true? Do we go into our busy days with jobs, some of us, and with schedules and conversations? But do we go in actively being led by the Holy Spirit into each of those opportunities? Now, I only have two verses I want to share with you today from Romans chapter eight. It's a beautiful verse, beautiful chapter. So Romans chapter eight is about basically the gospel. Paul is reciting the power of the gospel. He's saying that we have been adopted. We have the spirit of adoption in us. That The same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives within us because of Jesus' work on the cross. That we have, There's no condemnation. There's no punishment because of the work that Jesus put on onto the cross for us. It's a beautiful chapter. But there's two verses I want to just read from it. Uh, in Romans chapter 8, verse 12 to 14, it says this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, therefore is always a good thing to remember, right? Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation But it's not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Verse 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. For those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. If you are led by his Spirit, you're his child. Now we know that the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and if you've said yes to following Jesus, you have received the Holy Spirit. But there's an active element to it as well. When I read Psalm 23 and you see David's relationship with the Lord. Psalm 23, you'll know it. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down. He leads me. He refreshes my soul. He guides me. He is with me. He comforts me. And so on and so forth. You see this intimate relationship with someone who knew what it meant to walk with god to walk with god he understood what it meant to be led by the spirit it's beautiful it's a beautiful passage last week when verity talked about galatians 5 i thought she was going to steal my sermon we showed about galatians 5 um, 25 the fruits of the spirit that song was crazy wasn't it were you here like who was here last week yeah the fruits of the spirit are not a coconut what are they they are you guys. You get a little badge. Well done. Fantastic. In Galatians 5, just before that, in verse 16, it says, so I say walk by the Spirit. Verse 18, if you are led by the Spirit. Verse 25, keep in step with the Spirit. I'll say again, we know that the Spirit has been given to us as a deposit, as a sign that you have been saved, that you're a child of God. But are we actively being led by the Spirit? Are we actively choosing to invite him in, to guide us. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. If you are like me, it's worth asking, if we're not daily being led by the Spirit, what are we being led by? What are we being led by? Usually ourselves, right? And I get it. We've been given brains. We've been given brains. We can, we can do things in our own strength. We can do things in our own understanding. And we can, you know, we, we've got decisions to make. We've got jobs to do and other things to do as well. I get that. God has given us the ability to do those things. But if that's the case, what's the point of the Holy Spirit, the helper? If we don't actually invite him in? In the book of Judges, in the Old Testament, you see a people that are without a king, without a leader. They didn't know where to turn. People are assigned to them, warriors and prophets are assigned to them. But actually you see this cycle of broken living, really, corruption, selfishness, anger, lying, wickedness, All this stuff. And it's all summed up in one verse at the end of Judges. that says this. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his or her own eyes. Now, I'm not saying that we're at that stage. But you recognize the cycle where people did whatever you want to do. If you're living your each day without going to the Lord first through the Holy Spirit... Inviting the Holy Spirit, and you're just doing whatever you want to do. Now, I do believe in the providence of God, that he does sustain us, that he does move us. He is actively involved in our lives, even when we do not see it. But how active are we at going first to the Lord and saying, speak to me in this next situation? You see this cycle of God allowing his people to do whatever they want. And then they cry out, God, where are you? And he delivers them. And then they forget. And they don't listen to his voice. And they refuse us leading. Does it sound familiar? Does it sound familiar to you? Now, unlike in the book of Judges, we've got a king, right? Haven't we? King Jesus. Yeah? Anyone excited about Jesus? (laughs) You're good. (laughs) All eight of us. Come on. Unlike in the book of Judges, we have a king Jesus. We just sung it. You are the only king forever. Yeah? Almighty God, we lift your name. I can't remember the rest of that one, but it's a great song. Thanks, Lewis. It was a beautiful song. Thank you. I do like it. But it's great, and we get that, right? We get what Jesus did on the cross. We kind of understand that. And similarly, we understand God. God is, and we sing songs about God all the time. Indescribable, uncontainable. He flung the stars in space. You know, we know so much about creator God. He's this incredible God who created the world, who loves us so much, who sent our son, his son to us. So we know God as creator we know god as savior but do we know god as navigator the holy spirit it gets a bit fuzzy in his book forgotten god francis chan if you know francis chan says this i've got some quotes we have got them out there already fantastic you can go back if you want if you've probably already read them we've ignored the spirit for too long and that without him we operate in our own strength only accomplishing human-sized results it is true that God may have called you to be exactly where you are but it is absolutely vital to grasp he didn't call you there so you could settle in and live your life in comfort and superficial peace. This is it's much less demanding to think about God's will for your future than it is to ask him what he wants you to do in the next 10 minutes. That one really spoke to me. We're really good at going god what's the headlines what's my plan and purpose? What have you got in store for me? And he said, I've already done that bit. That's what I have in store for you. In the next 10 minutes, how does that get represented in your life? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's enabling you to live for Jesus. In that business meeting in 10 minutes time, in that conversation in 10 minutes time, the, the text you're about to send, the tough conversation you're about to have, the, whatever it is, it's much harder to invite the Holy Spirit into the next 10 minutes of your life than it is to do what we tend to do, is to stand back and say, God, what have you got planned for me? What's the big thing? The big thing was this. That's already happened. What's the little moments punctuated by the Spirit throughout the day? John 10, Jesus says, The gatekeeper opens the gate, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. His sheep follow him because they know his voice. Do you know the voice of the Holy Spirit? Your leader, your king, sheep know the voice of their shepherd from a really young age but the thing that really confirms it for sheep is the nature and the characteristics of their shepherd yeah that they learn to trust the nature and the characteristics of the shepherd so they know that their shepherd's going to supply food they know that the shepherd's going to supply shelter is going to supply direction and drink and protection and so that they don't just hear a voice and just blindly follow it. They know the nature behind the voice. Do you know the nature behind the voice of the Holy Spirit? The characteristics. It's so important. It's so important. Arthur and Nina, <laughs> when you guys are doing that, it's brilliant. <laughs> it didn't quite work, but it was brilliant. But Nina, it wasn't just your voice. Arthur could trust you. He knew you, right? He's had years of understanding you and growing to learn your voice and what it sounds like above all the laugh and everything else and the chairs that got in the way. He could understand you. Some of some of us, we need to just learn to take the blindfolds out of our life when it comes to being led by the Holy Spirit. And like I said, there's lots of things I could cover, but I've just got a few things that I want to talk about. The first thing is, like I just said, do you know the nature and the character of the Holy Spirit? I think often when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we think of this kind of ethereal being that kind of is there and then isn't there and makes you feel nice and warm and fuzzy sometimes and uh, you can just tap into the Holy Spirit occasionally, uh, that kind of thing, an impersonal force. But the Holy Spirit is a person, it's a person, yeah? It's a person of the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is referred to as a he, it's a person. to further push this, you see the, the emotional element of the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews 10:29, it says that the Holy Spirit can be insulted. You can insult the Holy Spirit. He's a person. Romans 15:30, Paul writes about the love of the Holy Spirit. You can see the pain that our sin causes the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 4:30, when it says, "Do not grieve the Holy Spirit." Sometimes that grieving is because we're not prepared to go that the Holy Spirit, the route the Holy Spirit has for us for that particular day. We are just not inviting Him in at all. We are grieving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a mind, it can think, He can know. It says in 1 Corinthians 2, He searches out the deep things of God. No one can know God's thoughts except God's own Spirit. No one can, you can't know God's thoughts except God's Spirit. And God's Spirit is living where? In us. And yet we just go through our day. It's bonkers, isn't it? Only the Holy Spirit can know God's thoughts. The Holy Spirit distributes the spiritual gifts. How he determines. How the Holy Spirit determines. In Romans 8, it says, God who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Now the mind works in conjunction with God. They work as the trinities, the three. But the Spirit has a mind. He's a teacher. Luke 12 shows us that the Holy Spirit teaches us what we ought to know and say. And what does he teach? Truth. He's the spirit of truth. John 15. you heard of this before? He leads you into all truth. The last bit of this section is the Holy Spirit is God. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is God. Uh, we've, I just said it earlier. We're very comfortable with God being God, creator God. We get that. The immanence and the, and the transcendent God, we get Jesus on the cross as God. But the Holy Spirit, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, is is equal to God. Are you with me? It's a hush. <laughs> He's not an extension of God. He's not an add-on. If you said yes to Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. Can we learn the nature of the Holy Spirit and recognize in our daily living that you have an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present God with you? And the Spirit knows the mind of God. And so when we're struggling, let's reach out. Let's be led by the Holy Spirit. Second thing is if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, you need to stop certain things. Stop being led by anything else. (laughs) Stop being led by laziness. Stop being led by routine, habit, sin, your job, deadlines, family. Stop being led by all those things. Because you cannot be led by the Spirit. You can't be in both camps. Don't be led by money or, or achievement. Be led by the Holy Spirit. There's a couple of things in particular that I think we as Christians get easily led by, which is culture. Culture and other people, really easily. I think we become so accustomed as Christians to our culture that we don't reflect God, we just reflect our culture instead. Exodus 23 says, Do not follow the crowd. I think sometimes as Christians, we just fit in, we don't want to stand out. It's awkward. It might mean we might have to say something or do something or act differently. I think sometimes we think if it's legal, it's moral. And that's not the case. Everyone else is doing it, so why can't I? The Old Testament is an example of God's frustration with his people. Where they would live in their country and they'd allow surrounding influences from other countries to come in and infiltrate their culture, infiltrate their religion, infiltrate their sacrifices, their practices, their laws. And God's saying, look, I've given you laws, I've given you ways to live to set you apart, to set you apart so that you live distinctly different. You, we, have the Holy Spirit to make a sign that we've been set apart, but also to help us to live set, set apart every single day, every single day, to live distinctly different. Stop being led by others. You can't have the mind of Christ if you allow people who don't have the mind of Christ to influence your mind. You can't have the mind of Christ if you allow people who don't have the mind of Christ to influence your mind. I want to put a quick disclaimer here because I have nothing against people that are not Christians. Obviously, I love them. You saw Jesus hanging out with people that didn't believe all the time. Please get this right. Some of my closest friends are non-Christians, right? Some people that I know are non-Christians are actually more friendly and nicer than Christians I've met. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) So that's not that at all. I'm not saying that. But let's be honest, right? You have the Holy Spirit that is given to you for wisdom. You have scripture that is given to you for wisdom. What someone said to me once, that we are thermostats and not thermometers as Christians. Does that make sense? We can live in this world and we can reflect it, and that's what a thermometer does, we reflect the heat of what's going on around us, or we're thermostats and we bring the heat. Yeah? We bring the heat. We have the Holy Spirit to help us bring that heat. Jeremiah fifteen nineteen says, You must influence them, do not let them influence you. Not because you shouldn't be in the world, we are in the world, we're just not of the world. If you want to be led by the Spirit, stop being led by the world in the influences of the world, the culture of the world, other people, lovely people, great people. But where are you going to be led? Are you going to be led by the Spirit, by His Word, or by other people? A Spirit-led child of God, you are called to be a thermostat. Last week, no, two weeks ago, Scott came and spoke to us, didn't he? He talked about the importance of discipleship on his life. He used to come here and other churches locally as well and people discipled him at different churches. And now he's doing that at Tesford Baptist Church. He's discipling young people. Have you got other thermostats in your life that will enable the Holy Spirit to work through them and then through you? Are you being discipled? Do you have people in your life that are prepared to say, how's it going with your faith? I'm not sure that's a good thing. I'm not sure you should do that. That's brilliant. Go for it. Can I pray for you about this? Are you in a life group? I know not every life group is this, like that, but I know some life groups are with this. They really get to the, to the, to the nuts and bolts of it, in my opinion. How's it going with your faith? I'm not great at small talk. <laughs> Those of you I've been to the pub with probably know that a little bit. But how's it going with your faith? How are you getting on with it? You know, Are you being led by other people who are being led by the Holy Spirit? It's so important. It's so important. Be influenced by them. Last point. just a few things to say. Start. Start each day with a desire to be led. Do you crave it? Hands up if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's a great start. Do you crave to be led by the Holy Spirit? It's a daily decision. It's a daily decision. Uh say this. Yeah, so I've, I've generally spoken to church leaders who have said that they think it's weird that you, you, you invite God in at the beginning of your day. <laughs> church leaders, not going to name any, they're like, well, don't do that every day. Well, that's a bit strange. I, I don't know if it's just me. Do you find that strange? <laughs> and worrying, really worrying. Church leaders that just think it's a bit strange when they talk to someone in their church and says, Well, I do this devotion and I invite the Lord Spirit the Lord to, to lead me every day and the response has been, Oh, I don't do it every day. It's just a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit strange like that, isn't it? I know that God's with me all the time. That's dangerous. <laughs> Completely off topic, <laughs> maybe not. But we have to desire to be you have to crave to be led by the Holy Spirit. There should be a desire to want to know what God has in store for you that day. What he wants for you that day. How he wants to lead you into a deeper conversation with someone that perhaps you don't have the words to say, but you just have to ask. So just ask. If you're lacking, ask for wisdom. Ask for it. Let's put ourselves in environments that are way beyond us, like Jesus did. This crave to be led. Psalm 40, verse 8 I take joy in doing your will, my God. Your instructions are written on my heart. Do you take joy? If you're thinking, okay, what does it look like? Ask. Simply ask. So that's the point of the cross. <laughs> so that you can ask. You have that freedom. In James 4, James is scolding his listeners, right? Because they're ch- turning to the worldly wisdom that's bringing destruction in churches. And he's getting so frustrated. He's saying, why aren't you turning to the wisdom of God? Where, godly wisdom that you can trust. James 4, verse 3 says, you don't have because you don't ask. And when you do ask, you don't receive because you ask for the wrong reasons. He was trying to challenge them. that they re- Sometimes when they do go to God, they only go to God because they want to manipulate him. And they want him to do what they want him to do. If we want to be led by the Spirit, ask, and then step back, have eyes to see where He is leading you. The conversations that are way beyond you. The moment you think, oh, "I don't, I don't know," great, that's your that's your chance. <laughs> the moment you think, "Oh, I don't know what to say," great, that's your opportunity. Just put yourself in it. Say, "Look, I just feel that you might want to talk," or. Um, you might want some help whatever it is it's not about you you've been bought at a price we're a slave to Christ <laughs> Romans 1 right? yeah? so are we excited? to be led by the spirit? I hope so hope I'm coherent as well <laughs> if you're lacking wisdom that's the point of the spirit go to the spirit another thing And this is not meant to to undermine any other points that I've made. But start looking for a verse and not just a voice as well, okay? So the Holy Spirit will not contradict Scripture. He will not contradict Scripture at all. The voice of the Spirit is revealed through Scripture as well. It's another strong daily revelation of God's voice and his word. I can guarantee you he uses his word to guide you, to develop you to help you actually in certain circumstances so um, Psalm 119 your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path I've been in many conversations before where I've been driving to the pub or to a cafe and it's going to be a big or it's going to be a difficult conversation I'm like Lord I have literally no idea (laughs) Holy Spirit like unless you speak I'm going to go this is going to go south big time okay anyone else been in that situation get to that point guys because that's dependency (laughs) and that is so important that is so important and after about an hour or two the conversation finishes I got back in my car wiped the sweat off my brow and I can guarantee you that the Holy Spirit has been present why? because I'm quoting scripture that I've forgotten that I've read <laughs> I'm quoting things to people that even as I'm saying I'm like really God this is amazing I'm, my mouth is going and they're going alright yeah that sounds great it's not my wisdom definitely is not my wisdom I can't even remember last week Honestly, my brain's like a sieve. <laughs> it's awful. I've got an awful memory. I know it's not me, and that's the beautiful bit about it, right? I'm just being a servant. That's all. I'm just putting myself in a position that I feel uncomfortable with, so it must be right, because I'm stepping out. That's the point of the Spirit, to lead you in that way. Good question to ask yourself is do you get your head in Scripture? Do you get your head in Scripture? I don't like reading. (laughs) I don't like reading. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm not a big fan. I don't read many other books, but I do read the Bible. (laughs) If you don't like reading, get it on audio. Somehow, get scripture into your head. And the Holy Spirit, who inspired scripture, will inspire you in those moments. It's his words. The Holy Spirit will reflect the word, but if you don't have the word in you, you will struggle. For some of you, this is my last point we need to start listening each day as well we need to start listening one reason we struggle to hear the leading of the spirit is that we're not really listening you know if Arthur just stood over there and then Nina called out Arthur and he just walked out through those doors as <laughs> a blindfold from somewhere else he'd have been like oh, this is a bit awkward you know I genuinely believe that God is communicating all the time In lots of different ways. In my house, we used to have a radio on upstairs every single day until Abby told me off because it cost too much money. (laughs) And the closer you got to the radio, you could hear it louder and louder, right? And sometimes if you sat outside next to the radio, you could hear what was being said on the radio station itself. But you go downstairs, other noises crop up, you go to the garden, you can't hear it at all. I genuinely believe that the Holy Spirit, God, is speaking all the time and communicating through his words, Through just speaking to you, through a feeling, through creation, through interaction. And so, do you perceive it? In Job it says, for God does speak, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. Do you want to perceive it? The leading of the Holy Spirit? We need to learn to listen. If your life is so jam-packed full of noise you're not going to hear the voice of the Spirit. Do you have regular moments where you can just get in front of God? So what are you saying? What are you doing? One thing I do like about having a dog is that when I go out for a walk with him, I can just listen to God. I used to do it when I went running a lot as well. My knees don't hold up very well anymore, so I don't do that so much. When I go for a walk with Bertie, I just say, God, what are you saying about this situation? I've got this meeting later on this afternoon. I've got this happening. God, what are you saying? And it gives me space to abide, just to be still and to know. Just to be still and to know. Sometimes just to be a reminder that God might just go, it's all right, I'm just with you. Hey, that's more than enough. <laughs> if God just wants to say, I'm with you, that's more than enough. Some of you right now are going, I don't know what God's saying in my life. I don't know what we should be doing next. What he is saying is that he's with you. What he is saying is that he's with you. He's not on pause. He's communicating. Just be with him. Put yourselves in places you can be with him. Jim, I'm really busy. I don't have much time. Even more reason. <laughs> Even more reason to do it. Personal me to finish. The last couple of years has been, um, it's been really tough, hasn't it, for everyone? Yeah? really really difficult from my point of view it's been it's been I'll be honest with you it's been almost impossible at times Uh, there's been times that I've been sat in my office uh, upstairs (laughs) here in tears close to quitting overwhelmed completely overwhelmed under resourced ill equipped uh, actually on my knees a couple of times Usually when Claire's gone home, because I don't want Claire to see it. Um, completely out of my depths. Well, I can honestly say to you, this has been the closest I've ever walked with the Holy Spirit, with God, in this time. And there's been one, one thing in particular that the Holy Spirit has constantly been reminding me of in Scripture. In Exodus 14, when uh, Moses has Pharaoh's army behind him, And he has to see in front of him. It's been quoted in other passages as well over the last few months. And the Lord says, it's all right. I will fight for you. You need only to be still. This is just an example of what it means to be led by the Spirit. I want more of those experiences. (laughs) As painful as they are, I'm out of my depth. I'm out of my comfort zone, unsure whether I can continue. And the Lord has just brought Scripture to me. And the Holy Spirit has just said... It's okay. I will fight for you. And to reaffirm that, last summer I went on holiday with Abby's family. And um, Abby's dad, who's a thermostat, he's one of those people. He's a lovely guy. Don't get upset about Abby's dad. He's a good guy. Whew. So I need to say, wow, what a bloke. Anyway, so I shared the situation of what's going on here. And he went, okay, well, yeah, right. I'll pray about it. Do you know what the verse was he shared with me the next day <laughs> from Exodus 14? It's all right. The Lord's going to fight for you. I'm like, wow, what a coincidence. (laughs) What a God incidence. Right? I love it when God does that. I love being led by the Holy Spirit. A couple of weeks ago, we're working through as a leadership team right now what it looks like. The new structure. We're in a really, really crazy season as a church. Lots of things are changing. There's going to be lots of different ways we're doing things going forward. I'm excited and nervous. And again, out of my depth. Um, But God reminded me in one of my devotions, and my heart... You know, like kind of your soul (laughs) just starts to really flutter. Maybe it's just me. It's just Psalm 77 says this, Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. Though your footprints were not seen. I don't know if it's me, but sometimes you see the mighty waters, and that is relative to each of us, right? We're not all going to be building (laughs) arks. It's relative to each of us. It could just be that conversation for the first time in 30 years with someone that you've worked with and you've never had the confidence to talk to them about Jesus. It could just be a text. It might be, I don't know what it could be for you. That's, that is your mighty water. And you think, I don't know my way through that. And the Holy Spirit says, that's right. That's the point. Because I do. <laughs> and you just hold his hand. And you allow him to lead you. As children of God, let's be led by the Holy Spirit into deeper relationship, but also into environments that are way outside of our comfort zone. Let's begin to know that we carry the personal God, the Holy Spirit with us. Yeah? How exciting is that? Imagine waking up tomorrow going, oh my goodness. I've got this personal God that lives in me and is leading me, that goes before me. When I open my office door, if you work in an office, or your kitchen door, if you work at home, he's already in there. He's already in it. That conversation you're worried about, he's already in the conversation. Let's be led by that personal God. Let's stop being led by other things. And let's start desiring every morning to wake up and say, Lord, where are you leading me? In the business of my life, with my job and everything else I've got going on, Lord, where are you leading me? I (laughs) finished.